Welcome to the radio program, Why Paul? Bringing and interpreting the doctrine Jesus Christ presented through the Apostle Paul. Your hosts are Michael R. Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton of 14th Street Ministries. We are here to bring you the answers found in 2 Timothy 2.15 and encourage you to teach and share this program with others. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton. Welcome back this week. Uh, I'm your host, Michelle Mix. And I'm your host, uh, Michael Mix. And I'm your host, Pam Lampton. And uh, today we're uh, going to talk about, um, finish talking about being an ambassador. Um, I think we have some questions that we're going to go over. Um, But let's go ahead and start. I'll, I'll open us in prayer. Dear Holy Father, we come to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray that um, our um, minds and hearts will be open to um, our understanding and prepare our hearts by the power of your Spirit that we may receive your word with much joy and rejoicing and that we leave tonight having a deeper understanding of who you are, what um, our service to you is through being ambassadors and help us to hide your word in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. And so, as always, we like to check our uh, Facebook. Uh, We thank our um, Facebook uh, live listeners uh, who send in questions. And um, Pam, did you notice any questions on our Facebook this week? Yes, we did have a a question come in. And um, we were talking about ambassadors last week. And I'm just going to go ahead and read the question that came in. Okay. A lot of times the word term, the word or term ambassador gives the impression of going out as a missionary or in the workplace. How does this being an ambassador for Christ correlate with being a stay-at-home mom or dad or wife or husband or the or for those who still have small children to influence? I know sometimes when people talk about witnessing, if I don't remind myself I am I am to my children, I can feel like I'm doing nothing for the kingdom of God. Yeah, and that's, that's a good question because, um, you, know, you know, being home that your circle is, is just your family, your children all day, mm-hmm. um, I guess that probably would make you feel like, am I doing anything? I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking about being an ambassador, how am I being an ambassador? Um, but, you know, as, as when I think about it, is being an ambassador is really a lifestyle or a mindset. We are citizens of heaven, and we are spiritually minded, and we are Christ-centered. So to be a good ambassador, we must know that the will of the person that sent us, which is God, um, put us in trust of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So rightly dividing the Word of God, that's why it's good to know um, and study for sound doctrine. Uh, we also have to prepare ourselves to answer and speak the Word in truth and be prepared to have that opportunity. We could be in the grocery store mm-hmm. uh, today. Um, so I, I give uh, people call um, to get health insurance. Uh, so I have to speak to them about that. I always follow up with an email. And just by the conversation we were having today, um, it, um, when I was typing that follow-up email, I also put in, um, 
you know, blessings and things from our conversation to help her through her day. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I feel that that's a, priv- even though I work from home, so I'm in here by myself. Um, I did have a coworker last week. I really miss my uh, Jasmine dog coworker. She went home. <laughs> uh, but it, it, that's that opportunity. So we, we have to be prepared for when that opportunity comes to speak. We could be in the grocery store with our kids screaming in the card and everything. But that opportunity might come. So we do need to be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're always looking for an opportunity to spread the gospel. So we need to be mature in this responsibility that has been given to us as ambassadors for Christ. And the other thing is we don't want to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Yeah, that's very good. Um, this person, this anonymous person, they're talking about their children. And that's the most honorable position as an ambassador. She must understand that God's plan uh, is what we call volition. That's an individual that uh, studies and learns sound doctrine, rightly dividing the word of truth. And, uh, and, we, and we get that through Paul's epistles, uh, Romans through Philemon's, studying and uh, learning who you are in Christ and who Christ is and what he's done for you and your relationship and your place. As an individual, that's your responsibility. Then that individual gets married and say it's a man, say a man, and he is to, to, his responsibility as an ambassador is to teach his wife or vice versa. So you teach your married marriage partner sound doctrine, rightly dividing the word of truth. Then you have children, and then you teach your children sound doctrine. Okay? So that continues on, and of course this is God's plan, it's Volition, marriage, family, and then if it continues on, it goes into government. And, and that government is to know sound doctrine and teach sound doctrine. So it's volition, marriage, family, and government. And government, we talk about outside of your home. So Yeah, so you're, we're not talking about, um, you know, the government politics. We're talking about the government meaning outside your home, the right. people outside your home. But mm-hmm. but if but if in God's plan if 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 each if an individual say with Adam, you have Adam, he was taught sound doctor. It was not don't eat of this one tree or whatever. He was taught sound doctrine. He should have taught his wife sound doctrine. But so because he didn't teach her, she was tricked by Satan. Their two sons should have been taught. Cain killed Abel, right? And then it flowed into government. And, and if, if Adam would have kept sound doctrine, taught sound doctrine to his wife, then to the children, then the uh, government was developed out of that. And that if it would have continued on into the government, it would have been uh, perfect, say. Of course, because of a sin, well, everything got messed up. But it's volition, that's an individual, marriage, and then family. Mm-hmm. So, if, so if, if, you're, if, she's, if 
if this anonymous is a lady or a man, whatever, a parent, and they think they have that they're doing nothing as an ambassador, if they're teaching their children, they're doing exactly what God wants them to do. Mm-hmm. And, and teach them what is God's will. Not what is God's will for my life, but what is God's will. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so yeah. your efforts aren't um, fruitless. They're not right. going out the door. Yeah, they're doing, they're, 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 they're ambassadors in the best position that the ambassador can be in. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the, yeah, because the home is the foundation. Um, yeah, absolutely. So when a, when a family has children, obviously God has given them and entrusted them uh, with these souls. And that is your first and foremost mission field, basically. And that is your responsibility. Absolutely. And um, I, we, you could study good some chapters that talk about the family and the structure. It would be Ephesians chapter 5 and 6 and Romans chapter 12 and 13. Those are good um, sounding blocks to start off with. I do have some, um, some just six different uh, tidbits to go through. Um, we need to remember as parents that it is a very tasking job. And a lot of people say, well, you know, it doesn't come with a parent manual and you have, to, you know, God doesn't give you this manual. Oh, now you're a parent. So now you have the parent Bible here. You do yeah. have the Bible. You do have the principles. But um, staying in the word of God as a parent is important. And also teaching your children the word of God is important. That your ambassadorship with that family is basically the view that people see of the church. It mimics what the church is supposed to be. So I have six real short tips here. Um, always remember to take time for your children and make time for your kids. Give your children ideas for living. And there's moral values and spiritual principles in in the Bible. Even if their children are young, start with them young, reading the Bible to them. Um, set an example for your children. If you're teaching something, you need to live that as well. Plan activities for your kids, plan family time, um, discipline your children, and not only naming things, oh, that's bad and that's good, teach them through the word of God. What does God say about it? And teach your children, most of all, to know God and who Christ Jesus is and constantly go through the gospel and the gospel plan no matter what age they're in, once they leave your home, God will bring that word of God to their heart. Mm-hmm. And um, some, I'm going to just say there's one uh, website. Um, if you need to print off uh, Bible lessons or everything is total age appropriate. Um, it's very doctrinally sound. And it's ministries to children.com. And basically, it's a resource center for any Bible um, teaching. If you have um, any other questions or you want lessons on all kinds of different things, you can call the Grace School of the Bible. And we gave that number. It's 888-535-2300. And they can send you information. Um, 
CDs or whatever you want. Um, they'll answer all your questions for different questions on Bible things. But um, it is very important that Christian parents need to not look at their kids as not knowing, well, they're too young to learn this, and we'll do that later. Um, it's never too, they're never too young. They're learning every day by just watching you. Do you so, have any experience in that? Pam? I have no experience in that. <laughs> yeah, we raised seven, seven children, and uh, my oldest one is 29, and my youngest one just turned 18. So, um, and one thing I just do want to say is you have to, you do have to step back and allow God to work. As they're young, it's a more controlled atmosphere and you're teaching, they're learning, their excitement level is really high. They get in the teenage years and you think you haven't done mm-hmm. one lick of anything, <laughs> but they're still learning. Um, never, ever step back and, and say that, just give up and say, I don't think God's working. That's the key is let go and let God do what you're supposed to do, teach what you're supposed to teach. And allow God to do the work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very good. So, I, so I guess uh, one of one of the points to take from there, uh, Pam, is um, instead of saying um, when they say, "How come I? How come I have to do that?" Instead of just saying, "Because I said so," which we all as parents have <laughs> wanted to say all the time, uh, we say, "Well, let's see what the Bible says." Right. Yeah. Bring it right yeah. back to, you know, let's see what the Bible has to say about that. Yeah, and, so, and they learn the one simple, foundation. Verse, one simple verse that God uses, that children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Mm-hmm. And we might not think it's right or I might not like it, but there's a lot of things in life that we do because it's right. Yeah. And we don't we rely on our feelings. All right, very good. All right. Yeah, that was a very good question. I'm glad somebody sent that question in because that sounds like that could have been on a lot of people's minds. Yeah, and if you have children and you're teaching them the Word of God, that's never um, a low thing on the totem pole. It's, it's yeah. good, and it's, it is your responsibility as an ambassador yeah. because we are, we're all ambassadors. If we're, if we're saints, if we're believers— we're saints, and, and we are ambassadors immediately. And uh, Pam, just to be sure, uh, the, some they the question in Facebook Live. Uh, can you read what the um, URL for that um, website is again, please? Um, it's ministry dash two dash children dot com. Um, okay, I'll type it in there. It's, it's just a resource that you can, it's free to print off lessons. It's free to get ideas. They have summer um, ideas on there for kids. Everything is to help the parent to teach biblical principles. Okay. And right. to spread the gospel to their kids. And, and whatever, you, and whatever you read or whatever someone says, whatever we say, always check them out with yes. the word of God. Always verify what you're being taught with the Word of God. Always go back to the Word of God to make sure that you're receiving sound information. Yeah. And And we did a question like this um, earlier, a couple weeks, a couple months ago. Somebody had a question about how to teach kids. And um, 
David Reed had brought up, you know, kids love stories. The Bible's full of stories. When you teach the child a story, make sure that you bring the gospel message into that story like it's supposed to be brought in. Mm-hmm. It's throughout the whole entire Bible. And to teach the story as a story, but with the intent of how God wanted that person to learn from that experience. Um, and always, you can be in the car, um, you can have your, I don't know, all technical thing, iPods or whatever, whatever hook up to the radio, maybe Bluetooth, um, play uh, messages, play Bible verses. Um, we have apps on our phone that the Bible basically reads to you. Mm-hmm. Um, children really do love to hear the Bible. They love to hear stories, but we have to introduce that to them. And sing scripturally sound songs, too, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the things that, that actually tell a story, a true story. And it is, and, and speaking of like singing with that, it is all, always um, uh, fun when you sing um, uh, a song or you hear, let's say we hear a verse and as we read a verse and we're like, wait a second, that's a song, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, so teaching them that those, you know, correlate, you know, we're singing praises to um, our Lord and Savior and, um, you know, and here actually it corresponds to the Bible. Um, so, yeah, thank you for whoever sent in that question, our anonymous uh, question today. Um, really a great information. Um, as far as being a parent, or even if you're not a parent, like, you know, you work at home and now you don't have interactions mm-hmm. with everybody um, every day. Um, use those times that you're, you don't realize is coming. Be prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, we're going to come back and talk about being an ambassador right after this break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for The Power of Young People to Change the World, hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time, or anytime on demand, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What's the difference between leaders who achieve exceptional results with ease and those who struggle to keep up? Tune in for Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. You'll discover the simple practices that are making the biggest difference to a leader's success today. You'll meet leaders who are bringing out the best in their teams. You'll gain practical strategies to lead yourself and others to high performance with ease. 
Leading on Purpose airs live Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to the radio program, Why Paul? If you'd like to participate in today's program, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Michael R. Mix at 14thStreetMinistries.com. Now, back to Why Paul? And welcome back. Uh, For break, we're going to go into uh, being ambassadors. I'm your host, Michelle Mix. I'm your host, uh, Michael Mix. And I'm your host, Pam Lampton. Okay. And so as we're back, we'll review a little bit uh, what we talked about last week, and we'll get into this week's lesson. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start off by reading um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 21. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he, hath made a, for he hath made him to sin for us, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Okay. Our responsibility as ambassadors is to preach the gospel or proclaim, and God does the saving. We're not out there saving people. We're out there. Our responsibility is to give the word, is to preach the word or proclaim the word. Preaching sound doctrine, rightly dividing the word of truth, and the simple message of faith plus nothing. Christ's work at the cross was complete, perfect, and for our salvation. And as we remember being ambassadors, as we were talking earlier about, you know, as parents and um, when we go out, you know, out to the world, um, the government, um, that it reminds me that 2 Timothy 1.12 actually talks about that too, but not being ashamed. Uh, I'll read that, 2 Timothy uh, 1.12, for, for the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know who I'm, whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Yeah, God gave us, gave us this trust. Um, it's very important and, and um, very valuable, this trust that God has given us uh, of his word and this uh, relationship and this responsibility. In First uh, Thessalonians uh, two four, but as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, so He's given us this gospel and put us in trust with this gospel. Michelle, do you know what the gospel is? Could you? Um, the death, burial, and resurrection. Very good. Okay. <laughs> Even so, we speak not as pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. 
This trust is the most valuable thing that you could possess. Our responsibility is preaching the word. It's God's responsibility to say. So we give the word out, and then we allow the Holy Spirit to work through his word and through the message that Christ has given them through us. Yeah, the trust, um, and it gives you a picture that you're trusting someone to take care of something. If I would have my son take a new puppy out in the backyard, I'm trusting that he's not going to harm that dog or let the dog out into the road. Um, It's a very important, we don't really think about that uh, God has given us the gospel and entrusted us to spread. I have um, 1 Timothy 6, 20 through 21 that talks about this commitment. O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so-called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Grace be with thee. Amen. Then we have um, uh, something that kind of goes with that as well, was um, Titus 1.14. So not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. Yeah, there's, there's something about uh, these fables. We're not to listen to these fables and these um, commandments of men. Uh, we find that a lot in denominations that you can't do this. You have to do this. You've got to wear this. Uh, all these commandments that have absolutely nothing to do with, with the word of God. But it's man's man-made uh, things that he's given to uh, to man to control man. Mm-hmm. So. And by using the, um, you know, the word of God that gives us the sound doctrine, as in uh, 2 Timothy 1.13, that tell, reminds us to hold fast the form of sound words, which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Yeah, we have to remember that. Sound words, sound doctrine, sound words. Um, Let me go to 1 Timothy 6, 3 through 6. That's uh, 1 Timothy 6, 3 through 6. If any man teach otherwise, in other words, something other than the gospel, consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, in other words, they're not teaching what the Lord Jesus Christ has given us, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness. He is proud, knowing nothing. They act like they know something. He is proud, knowing nothing, but dotting about questions and strife and words. Wherefore cometh envy, strife, railing, envy, surmising, perverse disputing of men and corrupt minds, and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness, from which, from which, we should withdraw. We should withdraw ourselves. But godliness with consent, contentment, is is a great gain. Yeah, um, 
In First Thessalonians two four, it tells us that uh, it talks about not pleasing men, but as we allowed of God, but as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, which tireth our hearts. We need to be aware of the enemies um, that go against the gospel. We don't think about this in a lot of times, but um, these scriptures are telling us that there is a lot of preaching and that goes on that just is maybe take a topic and they may use one verse and they'll go off on that and not even teach any principles of the word of God. It is completely out of contents and basically is just to please the, the listeners. Um, and no one's really list, no one's really learning a solid Bible truth. Yeah, and the enemies, people forget that we're in a spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And you have powers and principalities in high places. In other words, in heaven you have uh, Lucifer, Lucifer's bunch or Satan's bunch that are in high places. They're absolutely against us, against the body of Christ, and they try to trick us. And uh, we do, like Pam was talking about, somebody will, uh, a believer, remember Paul's talking to believers, a believer will give you doctrine that's not sound doctrine for the body of Christ, and he's allowing himself, a believer, allowing himself to be used by Satan to pervert the word. Mm-hmm. So we have to be, very careful and be aware of that. And of course, the only way we're going to be aware of it is to understand uh, the doctrine that was given to us by the Apostle Paul from the risen Christ, Romans through Philemon. That's where we get our doctrine from. Yeah, and that reminds me of um, Galatians 1, 6 through 9. Um, I'll, I'll get that and I'll read that. Uh, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As, as we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Um, note that the, he's talking about even an angel from heaven. There are, there are fallen angels that are in heaven that will try to pervert the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when they talk about uh, this is another gospel, uh, in the first part of that, it said another gospel. That means they can take truth out of times past, uh, say, say Christ's ministry, that is truth during that dispensation, but it's not to be used to be a part of this age, this, but now this age of grace. So they tried to bring those uh, laws and whatever into the age of grace. They're pre, they're, it's truth, 
back in that dispensation, but in this dispensation of the age of grace, it becomes uh, it's counteractive against the gospel of grace. You can't mix law and grace. They don't mix. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. And that, that makes sense. Okay. Um, I'm going to read Acts 15, 1. Okay. And certain men which came down from Judah taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. This is a picture of another gospel. And what it would be saying, it's, it's bringing the law of Moses, the law in, and they were taking the law and mixing it with the gospel, saying you had, except you do this and you can't be saved. It's just mm-hmm. like saying works. Um, you need to make sure that you do these five items before you can ask Jesus in your heart and just go back home and get these things right first and then you can come back. So that's that's a different gospel, a different law of man and mixing it with the gospel of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it's the, if you go back to what Michelle uh, read in Galatians, those, those are believers. Paul gave them sound doctrine, and they allowed these Judaizers or whatever to come in and pervert that. And Paul's saying, it, I gave you the truth. I gave you the truth mm-hmm. that gives you freedom and liberty. Now you want to go back under the law. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the law is the instrument of death, right? Mm-hmm. The law says if you sin, you die. But, but they want to go back under the law. And he's surprised you have freedom, but you want to go back under the law. Mm-hmm. Instead of accepting your, your uh, freedom. Uh, kind of, uh, so I'm, 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 I want to read um, Acts 15, 23 through 24. And they wrote letters by them after this manner. The apostles and elders and brethren send greeting unto the brethren, which are of the Gentiles in Antioch, and Syria, and Cilicia. For as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us have troubled you with words, subverting your souls, saying, Ye must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment. Hey, same, it, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Pam. And again in Second Timothy uh, 2, 13 through 15, um, if we believe not yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. What that's saying is, if we are faithless, God still remains faithful. He's not going to go against him, himself. Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to subverting of the hearers. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Um, Paul was saying or in here that the uh, strive not about words to no profit. Don't quarrel about things that don't have any profit with different device of things that you quarrel about. It's basically... Um, it's not helping the listeners. It's not helping the hearers. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he, what he's saying is study, which is approval. God's approval is your study in the word of God and rightly dividing, handling the word of God in the right way. Rightly dividing the truth means handling the word of God in the right way, in the right contents, in the right time. That's right. And, and sound doctrine is God's word rightly divided. Yes. Right. And, um, and, and um, in Galatians 4, 9 through 11, it says, uh, But now, after uh-huh. that ye have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements, whereunto ye desire again to be in bondage? So again, it's saying, why do we want to go back to be in bondage? Uh, verse 10 says, ye observe days and months and times and years. I am afraid of you, lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. Yeah, he's taught them, he's taught them the truth. He's taught them the sound doctrine or what. And, it, and they go away from it. And he's saying it was all empty. You know, I, I've taught you and, and here you are going back into bondage. And, and it's like you're, you're inviting yourself back, you know, and, you know, I, sometimes I, I think that, um, you know, um, it's, it's kind of like when we get a gift, like surprisingly someone walks in and like, here's a, here's a gift I brought for you. What's our first reaction? Our first real reaction is, oh, do, first, do I deserve it? And do I now owe you something? Mm-hmm. So do I have to do something because you gave me this gift? Yeah, we have, have to remember that uh, this gift of salvation, this free gift, is a gift. We didn't work for it. We also can't maintain our salvation. God does that. Mm-hmm. So our works, we can't do works to maintain our salvation. It's already guaranteed. And mm-hmm. we're sealed in Christ. We're baptized in Christ's death and burial and resurrection. And nothing can take us out. We're sealed by the Holy Spirit in that. Yes. And um, Galatians 4.21, tell me, ye that desire to be under the law, do ye not hear the law? What the law says, uh, the law is an instrument of death, just like we was talking about before. Yeah. You want to be that. under the law? Do you want to be, right. be under the law that, that the law says? If you if you disobey these laws, if you don't keep these commandments, you die. And on that note, we're going to break, and then we're going to be right back to explain the rest of that. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. 
Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel have you friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for the keywords voice america once you are part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings at the voice america talk radio network and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for voice america listening to the radio program why paul if you'd like to participate in today's program call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to michael r mix at 14th street ministries.com now back to why paul and welcome back i'm your host michelle mix i'm your host uh, michael mix and i'm your host pam lampton are you sleeping, Pam, or what? <laughs> no, actually, the, all the all your screens completely froze. Oh, oh they did okay. like that. Well, here we are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, since we're unfrozen now, uh, mm-hmm. we're going to uh, we're jumping back in. Uh, we ended with saying that the law is an instrument of death, uh, but that actually brings us to Galatians five two. Okay. Where it says, "Behold, I Paul say unto you." That if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. And yeah, because go ahead. Um, well, Paul was saying there is. Uh, so, I say unto you, if ye be circumcised, Christ profit you nothing. So that's a work. Mm-hmm. So that's a work, and when once you start laying down foundations of, well. I go to church three times a week. I make sure I read my Bible every day at 5 a.m. Let's see. I checked that off my list. Um, I make sure that when I go outside, I smile and wave at all my neighbors. And I do this all the time. Mm -hmm. God must be pleased with me. Then Christ has no reason for his death. That's, Mm -hmm. it means nothing if you're not sharing Christ and you're not depending on Christ. It's Christ and Christ alone. It's not your works. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what, what we must maintain the gospel according to Paul. Um, like in what Galatians says in Galatians 1, 6 through 7 says, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Yeah, if they can't, um, uh, if you really don't understand right division, people can take things out of uh, times past and mix it with, but you cannot mix, in this age of grace, you cannot mix works with grace. They just don't mix. Um, and, and, if, and when you put works in there, you're... Uh, you're lowering the standards that Christ gave all once and for all. Mm-hmm. And you're taking that glory from him and trying to put it on man. So, in other words, I did so much, so God needs to keep me, you know. Right. He needs to save me. And the reason we're going through all these verses um, is to show that the importance of the gospel Mm-hmm. And as ambassadors, that's what we have entrusted with. We're entrusted with the gospel of Christ. And we need to know what what Paul said about it was, it's the gospel and not man's law. It's the gospel and not works. It's the gospel that we are entrusted with. Um, 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 21, um, which I read in the first part, I'll go ahead and read um, through 12. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God. And I trust also are made manifest in your conscience. For we command, for we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that ye may be somewhat to answer them which glory in appearance and not in heart. In verse 13, for whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. Yes, and um, so it it seems, you know, as we have noticed, we can go through Corinthians, Galatians. Uh, We're going through all these verses that are giving that same um, uh, admonition that says, you know, not to, you know, mix up, um, you know, don't mix up the grace and law. Uh, Do not mix it. Uh, The message of grace must be maintained. Um, So you can see that flows through each of these different verses. Uh, So if we looked at 2 Corinthians 11, 2 through 4, it says, For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. 
For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which we have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. Yeah, this, um, we, we always have to be aware that the wiles of the devil, and that means his tricks. He's attacking the body of Christ. He cannot take us out of the body of Christ. We, we don't lose our position, but we have to stand firm in that position, and we have to know the truth, and we have to know sound doctrine. We have to know who we are in Christ, and, uh, and we have to maintain that gospel. In 2 Corinthians 4, 3 through 6, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. What he's saying there is, if we don't give out the gospel, the true gospel, and Satan wants to hide it from, from a lost person, from a, from a lost and dying world, he wants to hide that truth from them. So, but if our gospel be hid, that's what he means, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God, the God of this world, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Least the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, shall shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus our Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a commandment. He's commanded us to shine that light, to, for that light to shine, and that's the word of God, mm -hmm. to, to let that light shine to a lost and dying world, and also teach the believers sound doctrine. Yeah, and as we go a little bit further down, um, in uh, chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians to 13 through 14, it says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore I have spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus, and shall present us with you. Yeah, that's... Um when he's talking about our rewards and whatever, we, we have, uh, we're looking for the judgment seat of Christ and we receive rewards for the things that we do, gold, silver, precious stone. And those are in our mind too. It's a, this is a spiritual warfare and whatever we do here on earth right now has an effect in heaven and Christ gets the glory for that, the good work. Yes. Uh, and also in 2 Corinthians eleven fifteen, it says, Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Yeah, Paul is speaking to believers, saved, saved people, but being used, of sat being used in Satan's ministry of doctrine of devils. So if you take something out of context or you pervert something, you're, you're presenting doctrine of devils. You're a believer, but you're presenting the... And what we want to do, I mean, we want 
um, you know, we've received that grace. So uh, at some point in our lives, somebody presented that to each one of us. Mm -hmm. And that's how we came to the knowledge of, you know, of of the gospel, uh, his death, burial, and resurrection. So if someone gave us that the gift and we unwrapped it and it was that perfect gift, why would we not want to share that same gift? Yeah, let me read uh, 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 2. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time shall some depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing fillets, spirits, and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hard iron. These are believers. They're saved. They have eternal life, but they're spilling out bad doctrine. In 2 Timothy 2, 24 through 26, and the, and the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, uh, apt to teach patience. In meekness, instruction those that oppose themselves. If God, preadventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledgement of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snares of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. He's talking about you have a have a brother in Christ that has wrong doctrine, is perverting doctrine. You're to give him in love, give him the word of God, teach him the word of God, and that will help him get out of the snares of the devil and get out of the uh, preaching unsound doctrine and learning the truth. Yeah, we always think that the devil's there. Um, kind of sitting on the shores, everybody making them sin. Yeah, they're making them. He's giving them suggestions on all oh, you sin, sin. But we don't ever think about the devil using the word of God to make a snare in someone's heart right. by using the word of God wrong by making uh-huh. them think of a either a doctrine or a thought or a new way, whether it be through science or Mm-hmm. Uh, new news that come up, any way that dis- deters from the gospel of Christ, any way that takes people away from Christ Jesus dying on the cross for our sins mm-hmm. and it made an atonement for our sin, any he can do anything, use God's word and mix it up just like he did for Eve in the Garden of Eden. That is a doctrine of devils. Yeah, it's and, not and, the evil. Lord red little devil with with spikes Mm -hmm. he comes as an angel of light he comes as uh but it's a a wolf in sheep's clothing right yeah and um i think this is our ending our um a series on ambassador we we have another one we have (laughs) we have about four more weeks of this okay all right so we have have you been At the end of my notes here. So, okay. yeah. Uh, so, uh, join us back next week as we continue uh, with Ambassador. And I will definitely study to make sure I know what we're continuing with. Uh, I hope so. Yes. And um, everybody, all our listeners, we really appreciate your listening. And we uh, hope to see you um, here that you're back next week. Um, and always send us messages on Facebook to ask a question. And we'll see you next week. Stay Christ-centered. Christ-centered.
You have been listening to Why Paul. Visit us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com. And please join Michael R. Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for more thoughts and wisdom. Also, be sure to tell everyone about our program.